This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. I'm going to receive the tithes and offerings here off of Exodus chapter 13. And two of the words that we've talked about that stand out in the book of Malachi when it comes to the tithes and offerings is blessed and cursed. Now, those are crazy contrasts. The, the word blessed in the Hebrew actually means supernatural power working for you. The word cursed means supernatural power working against you. Mm. Now, sometimes people will say, well, why, why do we talk about money? Well, do you know out of the 38 parables the Lord Jesus speaks in, 16 of them he mentions money directly. So when we talk about money, money with God is a test. It's what it is. A a test that says, will you obey me? Now, I want to read this passage here, and I'm going to be on it for the next few weeks every time I I take up the tithes and offerings. But here in Exodus 13, look at verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate, sanctify, set apart to me. Now, In in my Bible, I've got consecrate and set apart to me, bracketed. This this is the God's. He said, set it apart to me, all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. This is what God said, it is mine. So you got to go back, way back in in the times of of the Bible, and the people made their living by one of two ways. They either did it through livestock or they did it through crops. So he's dealing with the livestock right now, and he said, that firstborn one, it's mine. That's what you call a first fruit. uh, Same chapter, verse 12. That you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from the animal which you have the males, shall be the Lord's. Now, what you see here is the principle of the first. Understand this with the first. That first one's a big deal to God. So I'm going to give you a little object lesson real quick. So if we're talking about a tithe, the tithe's a 10%. So if I had... 10 pennies up here, what would the tithe be? One penny. So which one do I give first? That first one. The blessing is a tithe to the first one. You know why? Because when you give God that first one, it's an incredible statement of faith. In other words, I don't give God my leftovers. I don't pay all my bills and then say, okay, God, I'll give you. When you give that first one, I'm I'm telling you the blessing of God is in that first one. And so he said it's his. But but everybody in here who has tithed and done this, man, the first time I started doing that, it was a step of faith. But now I'm telling you, that first one, I get rid of, I'm like, here it is, Lord, it's yours. It's not mine, it's yours. And so when I obey those scriptures, understand this, supernatural power is working for me, okay? Way to go, Pastor. Way to teach us the word, okay. 
let's pray. Father God, we love you. And ooh, Lord, grace is here in this, this time of our giving, even that we would honor you with our first, our best, the best portion of what we got. And Lord, it, it, it's, a, it's an honor for us to give to you our first. And Lord, I pray your blessing on everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, sometimes I, I get tickled when they say, you, you never miss the opportunity to teach on tithes. And I don't. And the reason I do that, because I've seen the significant in our lives. I've, I've seen what God's done. And when people say, well, that's Old Testament. I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, don't. And watch the consequences of what happens and what ultimately begins to happen. You got more month than money. Anybody in here had more month than money? We're like, I lived on Barely Get Along Street right there on Poverty Boulevard. And you know why? Because we tried to do it our own way for the, about the first three or four years of our life. And we figured out if we'll just do it God's way, if I'll just do it God's way, the quicker you get that, the better you're going to be, okay? All right, way to go, Pastor. We go ahead and better move on. We're going to get in trouble. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter 2, I'm, I'm going to give you a little dose here of some things of faith that would, would I, I think will really challenge you. And so every one of us, when we begin to get Bible truth, oftentimes we grasp it with what I call head knowledge. It, it's just a, a mental concept. But if you'll stay with the word of God, and what I mean by staying with the word of God, if you'll keep reading and studying the word of God, the word of God has the power within it to adjust your thinking, and the word of God will even adjust your theology. I can stand before you. I've, I've had my theology adjusted. You know why? I just kept staying with the word and the word of word. Maybe the greatest apostle of them all, the apostle Paul, he had his theology adjusted. You study his life. And there were things that he blatantly opposed. But then the more he got around Jesus and got more around, he got the word, the word of God within him, it began to adjust him. So when you stay within the word of God, that may start out as, as head knowledge but the more I study the Word of God, the more I in, intake of the Word of God, the more I eat of the Word of God, I begin to digest that, and the Word of God will eventually make its way into your heart. And when the Word of God gets in your heart, get ready, get ready, get ready, in a good way. God begins to move, and so there's some of you in here right now, don't give up on the Word of God. Stay with the Word of God, okay? Day by day by day, okay. I told you to go to 1 Peter 2, verse number 1. Therefore, lay aside, rid yourself, abandon all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. This list is this every form of deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and slander. Get rid of it. The Greek for this means the behavior of a hypocrite, a, a person that wears a mask, and your self-centeredness will rule you if you allow it. And he says, rid yourself, get rid of this, because these things here that he's listing, I believe 
they will stunt your growth and my growth spiritually. And they'll keep you from moving in the things of God. So he begins this, this chapter with this. And then in verse 2 he says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So there's this nourishment that's contained within the pure milk of the word. And, and when you read the pure milk of the word, the word pure right here, it has this meaning, it hasn't been mixed with anything else. It's just the straight word of God. And so he uses the word, the pure milk of the word of God. And I believe it's, it's like an antibiotic, the sustaining power of God's word. And if you'll notice at the end of verse two, what he said, that you may grow thereby. Now, how am I going to grow thereby? I got to stay with the pure milk of the word. I got to keep getting with it. And we know here that as, as a baby continue eats that, he's getting the, the nutritious, the things that he needs to enable him to grow. And it's interesting, he said, as newborn babes. Newborn babes are very impressionable. Now, I want you to think about a couple of things just off this, this verse. We understand physically to grow, you got to eat. It's the same way spiritually. But you think about a baby in the natural. You don't have to force a baby to eat. They'll let you know when it's time to eat. Sometimes in the middle of the night. They'll let you know. And when you think about a baby eating, a baby doesn't eat this one massive meal on Sunday and then have the thought, I can go the entire week without eating again. So the baby we understand, a baby eats day by day by day by day by day. And actually a baby eats several times a day. Why? That they may grow. And so I believe right here through Peter right here, he's, he's giving us a, a thought that this is how we grow spiritually. You get in the word and God will get into you. Verse three. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, literally here the eager desire for the word of God will result in a spiritual growth. And so when we talk about right here, this that one of the translations says that this, this word taste is, it becomes delicious. The word of God can become delicious. How many in here you're looking like, man, I, I need to get in the word today. I, I need to get in the word today. And, and if you're not there, I pray you just keep staying in the word because you'll get to a place in your life where you say, I got to get in the word today. I need the word of God. I, I've been on vacation before at times and I didn't get the word of God in me like I needed and I realized after a few days, I got to get the word of God in me. This is how important. And so he says here, this is the way me and you are going to grow is by the word of God. Now, turn with me back to your left to Romans chapter four. 
Romans chapter 4. And the last few weeks, we've seen a couple things that the Bible is very clear that it gives several types of measurements of faith. And if you remember the last two weeks, there were two, two different passages we read of people within the Bible that it said they had great faith. Last week was the Canaanite woman and her great faith was, remember, it was about, man, she was persistent, remember? I mean, she was persistent. She wouldn't take no for an answer. The, the week before was the man in Matthew 8, the centurion, when the Lord Jesus said, I hadn't found such great faith in all of Israel. And his faith was his understanding of the authority that comes through Jesus and for us, the authority that comes through the name of Jesus. And so I, I want to give us a little bit more of a dose of what this looks like again today. And so faith occurs when we cease trying to do something by our own efforts and we trust God to do what God says he'll do. Now, Romans 4, 17, this, this is an incredible verse today, okay? This is a good one to get. As it is written, as it is written. Now, I bracket that in my Bible because all the faith that me and you Need is derived from what is written, literally the Bible. I base everything on my life with the Bible, the Word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I, I got to get what's written. So it's interesting, he says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So this takes us all the way back to really Genesis 17, verse 5, when the Lord said to Abraham, I've made you the father of many nations. And it was based on what was written, a promise that was given to him. Now, think about this just for a minute. If you've never studied Abraham's life, God said, I've made you the father of many nations. At this time when God spoke that over his life, you know how many kids he had? Zero. Big fat zero. He had zero kids and God said, I've made you the father of many nations. Now, when we get the things of God or the word of God said to us, I either believe what God says or I look and say, you're crazy. That's not gonna happen. So he said, I've, I've made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God. So Abraham hears this. And he's in the presence and it says, he believed God. Right there in the presence, he believed God. He said, I believe what you said, Father God. And then he says, who gives life to the dead and he calls those things which do not exist as they did. Now, if you'll notice here, the verse does not say God calls those things that are as though they do not exist, but rather God calls those things which exist as though, as though they do not exist, as though they did. Now, I want you to think about something here. God calls those things that don't exist as though they do. So is God lying? No. We go back to the very first of verse 17. It is said, as it is written. So as it is written, anytime you find scripture in the Bible, you know what that scripture is? That's your title date. 
Right there, God says it in my, so again, everything that God said to Abraham, it was based on as it is written. So God calls those things that be not as though they are. So let me give you a little illustration on what this would actually look like. I shared a few weeks ago that, that growing up, oh man, I, I was a horrible sleepwalker. I mean, I, I could write a book on all the episodes that I've been on. I mean, Shelly walked a lot of these things. I, I mean, crazy stuff. And sometimes we have the thought, well, you'll outgrow those. I didn't outgrow them. I'm in my 20s and I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm everywhere at night. I don't care if you put deadbolts up. I don't care if you put chains on doors. I'll get out. I, I actually, we were in a little two-story apartment. And I got down the balcony in my sleep, there was no ladder, nothing. I still don't know to this day how it happened. But I wake up outside and my front door's locked. I gotta ring the doorbell and I'm sitting there looking like, I don't, I don't even know how I got out here. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I would wander the neighborhood. And it's, it's pretty rugged. You know, when a kid does it, it's kind of cute, people think. But when you got a 20-year-old walking around the neighborhood in his, in his whitey tighties, people are looking, lock that dude up. <laughs> Th these are true stories. So I, I begin to freak out. I was like, Lord, I, I got to have something about my sleep. So you've heard me quote scripture. Psalms 127.2. A great one is, is Proverbs 3.24. Proverbs 3.24, the Bible, what is written says, I give my beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. So I begin to pray that. Well, how can you pray that? It's written. That's my title deed. And it's like, God said this. So when I begin to pray that, you know what I was literally praying? I was calling those things that be not as though they are. And I was saying, Father God, I thank you that when I lie down, my sleep will be sweet and peaceful. But every bit of it was based on the written word of God. It wasn't fabricated. It wasn't something that I came up with and said, whoa, God, give me a billion dollars. That's not going to happen. It goes back to you got to find scripture. And then you begin to get into that scripture. And so this is what God said to Abraham. I call those things that be not. You're the father of many nations. And I realize right now, you're, you have zero kids, but I call those things that be not as though they are. Now, to begin to do that, you know what that is? That becomes a step of faith. But I base that again on, it's written. Here's your little nugget. Anytime you can find where it's written, you can tell the devil it's finished. Oh, that's good, Paz. That's good. Write that one down. It's your title date. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope, which when I, I read that statement right there, contrary is to ordinary human expectation. Who contrary to hope, in hope, he believed. Hope caused him to believe. Now listen to what he said. He said he believed. What did he believe? He believed those things that God said. You're the father of many nations. He believed so that he became the father of many nations. Now listen to this. According to what was spoken. Again, the, the Bible when it's written is the logos. The Bible 
that becomes the rhema or alive to us is when you begin to speak it. You want to see the Bible come alive? Start speaking it. Start saying about yourself what God says. And so again, what was spoken was based on what? The word of God. I'm telling you, the devil gets nervous when you start speaking the word of God. I'm telling you, start speaking the word of God. Uh, uh, biblically, you can go back to Joshua 1, verses 8 and 9, and it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. I, I just guess you got to speak the word day by day by day. Just keep speaking the word. Speak the word over your circumstances. Speak the word over the areas of your life and watch what it's doing. And again, he said, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, and so I'm, I'm reading this part here and not being weak in faith. That must be a possibility. That's another level or a measurement of faith. And he said, you don't have to be weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. Abraham did not consider his own body. So could he be telling us right here that weak faith is a person that is led by his physical senses? Because if I read this correctly again, he said considered, he didn't consider his own body. So I, I place my, my seeing, my hearing, my smelling, my tasting, and my feeling above the word of God. That's not how it works. I, I can tell you there's days... I don't feel this or feel that, but it doesn't mean God's not working. And so it says, he did not consider his own body, which was already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So when God spoke this, this blessing to him, he's 100 and Sarah's 90. Now, I don't know the last time you really looked and thought about that. God made a promise to a 100-year-old and a 90-year-old. I, I don't know about you, but I hadn't seen many 100-year-olds having kids. I mean, it's a big deal for a 100-year-old to be having a birthday party because most 100-year-olds are six foot under already. They're done. And, and so when you think what he's talking about here, Abraham didn't consider his body. He's like, Let, let's just take my body out of the equation. So if he didn't consider his body, what did he consider? He considered the word of God. He looked and said, okay, God, you said this about me. And so you begin to see this, this patriarch of faith, his, his faith is off the chart. It's incredible. Verse 20. He, Abraham, did not waver. The word waver means doubting or questioning. He did not waver at the promise of God. Now, every time me and you find scripture in our lives, do I waver at what the Bible says, the promises of God? Do I question the promises of God? Do I doubt the promises of God? But it's interesting, it says, he did not waver at the promise of God. 
So there was something in Abraham that I'm like, Lord, grace me with that type of faith right there. Where I see the word of God and I realize this is what God said. So he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strengthened in faith. And so I look at that and I think, so how was he strengthened in faith? Don't you guys want to know how he was strengthened in faith? I mean, I'm like, man, I need to get overdose on this right here. But with strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Rather than growing weak, he grew stronger while he continued to glory, give God the glory. So you know what I believe is happening? I believe day by day he would walk around, probably raised his hands like probably kneeled and said, I thank you, Father God, for what you promised. I, 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 give, I give you glory. I, I honor you. I, I thank you, Father God. You're working even when I'm asleep. I, I just thank you, Father God. And so part of strengthening our faith is when I just begin to praise him. I just Praise is powerful. Giving God glory is powerful. And you say, well, I'll give him glory when it shows up on my doorstep. No, 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 no. Isn't it interesting? He was giving God glory before he had one kid. So what you begin to see here is this is a guy who, man, his heart is just full of faith. He's like, if God said it, I believe it. Now watch verse 21. And being fully convinced. Now you want an incredible definition of faith? And being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. What did God say? And what God said, can he pull off and do what he said? And this is exactly where the strong faith, he said, God promised it. So we go back, what did God promise? To the many nations, but it was written. It goes back to the scripture. So all your faith and my faith, man, when I find scripture, you know what you gotta do with scripture? You stand on it. How do you stand on it? Keep speaking it day by day by day. I stand on the word of God. Remember the old song? The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Hey, Pastor, we ought to put you on the praise and worship tech. I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand, I stand. I'm going to give you a thought here, okay? You, you, some of you may get tired of me telling my old stories and my examples, but I'm telling you, I, I give God glory because I saw the power of the word of God. And I'm talking about standing. I'm talking standing, standing. I'm talking about standing with bulldog faith. You know what bulldog faith is? You don't let go, man. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. And so years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, um, I, I struggled with a thing called alcohol. Bad. I mean, bad, bad, bad. bad. It, 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 it dominated me. I mean, kick my rear. It, it controlled me. It was one of those deals in my life. And I may be speaking to someone in here right now. When life would squeeze me, 
All I knew to do was go to the bottle. I didn't know Jesus. I wasn't born again at the time. And so when life squeezes us, we're going to turn to something. And so that's what I turned to when it began to cause huge problems in our life. Our marriage is huge problems. And I realized, man, there's got to be more to life than what I'm doing. So I begin to say, Lord, you got to show me in the Bible. Show me your word. And so in Colossians 1.13, it says, he has delivered me from the power of darkness. Now think about the words. He has. Has is past tense. He has. So that power to deliver me took place on the cross 2,000 years ago. He said, I have delivered you from the power of darkness. So the darkness at that time in my life was alcohol. The darkness in your life right now may be something totally different. So we begin to pray that. We begin to call those things that be not as though they are. And I begin to say, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been delivered from the power of, of alcohol in the name of Jesus, according to what was written, Colossians 1.13. And I said it, I said it, I mean, we had three by five cards every, all day long. I said the word, I spoke the word. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been, alcohol, you have no dominion on me. And some of you may say, you get set free immediately? Nope, nope, but we kept standing, we kept standing. The word of God will work, just stay with it, stay with it. And so what happened is when I begin to quote Colossians 1.13, it was up here, but the more I quoted Colossians 1.13, it began to get down here. And before long, I began to realize I'm delivered from the power of darkness. So... If you drink every day or you're dominated by something every day and all of a sudden you go two days without drinking, whoa, happy day. It was a celebration. I thought, that's working. And then you know what I did? Life squeezed me. And I ran back to it. And you know what I did? I'd go to the Lord. I'd look, I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, Father God, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I blew it again. But your word is working. I call those things that be not. You said you've delivered me from the power of darkness. Man, before long, I was going a week. I was going a week. I was going a month. I'd gone a month. I'd gone a year. And before long, I realized it had been years since I had a drink. And I began to say, that's what God's word does. That's the promise of the word of God. That the word of God will move. And so here's the deal. If God's word will work for me, it'll work for you. God's no repent and respect your persons. But listen, you've got to find the written word of God. And then it may be as simple. I begin to call those things that be not as though they are. Just, I keep speaking. And she quoted, Shelley did Mark eleven twenty three, 23. And whosoever will say unto the mountain, be thou remembered and, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says, he'll have whatever he says. Man, I got to get, I got to get in line with the word of God. Now I was going to have you to go to Hebrews 6, 12. It's a verse of my Bible. I hate this verse. You know why I hate it? Because it said, through faith and patience you inherit. 
I was like, I don't like that word patience. Through faith and patience. And so when we talk about these things, it's on God's clock. It's not on mine. But as long as I'll stay in agreement with the word, and I believe that's what Abraham said. Do you know God changed his name? His, 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 his original name was Ab- Abram, and God said, I'm going to call you Abraham because it means father of many nations. And so even though we didn't have any kids, I think he'd go to people and say, hey, my name's Abraham. My name's the father of many nations. And people look like, you don't have a kid. But I call those things to be not as though they are. I'm, I'm saying, I'm not lying. I'm saying what God said about me. Why not you stand up? Well, we didn't get very far, did we? Pastor, you tell too many stories. Goodness of God. Calling those things that be not as though they are. Based on the word of God. Can't fabricate it, okay? So here just for the next, just a little bit. If you feel comfortable with me and you can raise your hands to heaven. Father God, I I pray as we begin right now that we would desire the sincere, pure milk of the word. The Lord, we, we welcome the scriptures. We welcome. We welcome the promises. We welcome the title deeds. We welcome the things that you've blessed us with through your word. Your word tells us precisely your desires for us. And Lord, even right now, as, as we stand before you, grace us in our heart that we we would believe like Abraham, what's written? What's written? And, and help us, Father God, right now not to waver. Help us to be strong in faith. And Lord, I, I just pray your blessing right now on everyone under my voice that the word of God would come alive within us and it would be powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword tonight. And we give you glory and honor for this. And we just thank you, Lord. Move within our hearts in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.